Hey friends, Connor here from the Unicorn Factory and in today's video I want to explain how to charge for your first freelance project. Cool, so the whole talk's going to be broken down into four parts. Why am I making this video, the different types of pricing, how to price your work with your first client and what kind of pricing models to work towards. Okay, so let's just dive straight in. First of all, why am I making this video? So Pricing your services as a freelancer is incredibly hard, not just for people new to freelancing who might be on the verge of closing their first deal, but also people who have been in the industry for quite a bit of time. Um, usually pricing is difficult because um, people do different types of services and deliver different types of value. Uh, another reason why it's difficult is because people deal with different sized businesses and that usually means that certain types of businesses don't have the same budgets that other have even though what you deliver is quite similar. Um, another reason why I wanted to make this video is um, I see a lot of people who undervalue their time and skills by simply not charging enough for the work that they deliver. That is particularly um, common amongst some of the more junior freelancers who come out of university and are looking for an initial starting point. So I'm going to be talking briefly about that as well. And also, um, one thing that I wanted to, uh, another reason why I wanted to make this video is because I actually think that as soon as you start getting your pricing right, you put yourself in a position where you can go from just um, freelancing to pay your bills to um, building a business that in the future you can potentially expand into hiring employees or doing whatever it is that you want to do with your business. So I wanted to share how I think about pricing because I think the mindset around pricing is kind of the foundation for around how you make a lot of your decisions. Um, when uh, you think about the dynamics of pricing, there are two key variables that are involved with it is um, the client and the freelancer. And what the client tries to do is get the maximum amount of value out of the work that a freelancer does, often by charge uh, by paying the freelancer as little as possible. But then on the flip side, you also have freelancers who try to squeeze every possible penny out of a client. And really what the secret is, is that you want to basically work together as a unit to deliver as much value to both parties at the same time. So that is the sweet spot in the middle here. So what I work towards when I'm thinking about how I'm going to charge for my services and how um, and the type of work that I do for my client is I think about not what do I need to do to get this client across the line. I think about what pricing and value delivery do I need to put in place so that I can work with this client over a longer period of time. So if you look at the example of not charging enough, then that is a real good deal for your client and your client will most likely want to work with you for ages. However, you very quickly become resentful towards the fact that you might not be getting exactly what you feel like you deserve or the value that you're bringing to the table. On the other end of the spectrum is if you charge a client too much, they might agree um, initially to paying you what you've asked for. However, over time, as soon as they realize that they're paying more than they're getting back, the likelihood that they pull the plug and end the relationship with you as a freelancer is quite high as well. So really what you want to do is you want to find that sweet spot in between you generating value for yourself as a freelancer and also you adding value to a business that uh, that basically generates a positive return on um, 
their the client's investment and there are many different ways that you can look at it um, and how you can interpret the value that you're adding to a business and um, I'm going to dive into that as we go through the different types of pricing models that exist. So just for anyone uh, brand new to freelancing, I thought it would be good to kind of highlight what the key um, types of pricing are. So I've listed three here, there are plenty more, but the three main ones are hourly pricing. So that is pretty straightforward. You charge a client for the work that you do by the hour at the end of the week or at the end of the month. You just send them an invoice with the amount of hours that you've done on the project and then they pay you the agreed hourly rate. Then you have day rate pricing. So day rate pricing is instead of charging by the hour, you just charge by the day. So um, it happens a lot in creative industries like motion designers was the first area that I heard it happening where um, you basically get booked for the day and then for the time period of like eight hours or what, however long the work day is, you bas basically do work for that particular client. And day rate pricing is particularly useful in very creative industries where there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of change of scope in the designs. By having a day rate, you um, essentially um, hedge the bets for yourself so that you don't do more work than you um, had initially agreed upon. But also the client has your time and can basically use you for the entire day and make changes where necessary. And then last, not, well, uh, last but not least, we have project and fixed pricing, which is not uh, time-based. Um, fixed pricing is just basically a, a fixed price agreed to deliver a certain set of deliverables. And so those are the most commonly used pricing models. There are other ones. Um, another common um, pricing model is retainer models where you, um, which is quite similar to day rate, however it's commonly used over the course of a month, so a client pays you a monthly amount and you just um, deliver um, uh, like certain deliverables over the course of that month. And then there's also commission-based pricing where you get paid for the results that you deliver. Um, I decided to keep those two out because it is a slightly more complex pricing model that probably deserves a video of its own. But the main thing um, for you to consider if you're new to freelancing is these three here, hourly, day rates, and fixed by, uh, uh, project slash fixed pricing. Now, the reason, so I made this video specifically for first time freelancers because often you come across a client um, and you don't, you get to the point where you've agreed on what needs to be done, but then inevitably the question around pricing comes up. And uh, that surprises a lot of people because they're not quite sure how much should I be charging for the work that I do and so on. So what I recommend if you're brand new to freelancing and you just do not know um, how long something's going to take you or you, um, you, know, you, you just want to kind of see how it all works out is stick with hourly pricing. Hourly pricing is great. Number one, because oftentimes clients have a good reference point as to how much you cost relative to, say, their employees or other market rates. Second of all, what's really good for you as a freelancer using an hourly rate, especially if you don't know how long certain things take, is that you get paid for the time that you spend on it. So if something takes you one hour, you get paid for the hour. If something ends up taking you six hours, you get paid for the six hours. So no matter what, you are getting compensated in a very clear way. Now, um, when you're, if a client asks you like how much something's gonna cost, the way that I would approach it is I would 
take have a guesstimate as to how long it would take and just multiply the time that it will take in hours by your hourly rate and just say that is roughly how long it will take and it is based off an hourly rate of say $50. And that is usually like a great starting point because it's very easy for clients to then kind of break down how long that how long it's going to take to get the job done and how much they are paying you to do the job. Now the question then becomes what is an appropriate hourly rate? Now the reason why I bring this up is because I feel, especially junior freelancers, notoriously undervalue themselves. A lot of junior freelancers sometimes don't, um, none of them charge minimum wage, but a lot of them don't even charge the living wage. And that is really not something that will, it is really not feasible um, if you want to freelance sustainably because um, you as a freelancer are a lot more exposed to having work and not having work um, so you need to charge more than the minimum wage or even the living wage so usually what I consider the freelancer minimum hourly rate is $40 an hour so if you're just coming out of university you've got like a portfolio of your own work and you're just um, getting into doing your first few paid client gigs then the very bottom that I would start charging at is $40 an hour and that is because that takes into consideration your time, but it also takes into consideration the fact that your clients don't have to pay, don't have the admin burden that they have when they um, have employees. Um, and it also factors in the fact that um, the relationship that you have with clients is, um, you know, contractual, which means you don't have, like, it, it's more on, it's more on a, like, job basis rather than like an ongoing employment relationship so just have a look at um, how much uh, like how difficult it is to let an employee go with freelancers not so much with freelancers you are just basically being hired to do a job and once that job is done you're basically they don't need to keep employing you so all these things factored in you should definitely be charging more than they would pay an employee simply because you are giving a client so many additional benefits that they would otherwise not get from hiring someone to do the work as a full-time employee in-house so minimum forty dollars but definitely feel free to go higher than that because i feel another thing to take into consideration when picking your hourly rate is what you do and how many other people can do what you do now um for, uh, there are some skills that are in very high demand, and high demand jobs usually um, mean that you can charge more. Other times, there's a very low supply of people who do your particular skills. An example would be Webflow developers. At the moment, um, there's huge demand for uh, Webflow developers, but not a lot of people do Webflow developing, which means that um, you know the amount of freelancers in the market that are available is not that high, which means oftentimes you can justify charging a little bit more um, for on an hourly rate. So I would definitely go and do some of your own research into what other people are charging at different experience levels. Definitely get in touch with other freelancers and have those conversations because I feel sometimes we're very hush-hush around pricing, but honestly, if we just all communicate with each other and kind of let each other know kind of what everyone's doing, then that kind of brings us all it kind of sets a standard for the entire freelance industry as a whole but just to reiterate my point minimum of 40 dollars an hour but feel free to go higher and 
yeah. Um, now, long term, and this is going to be uh, my parting thoughts on this topic, is long term um, you want to work towards a slightly different pricing model, at least in my opinion. And that pricing model is value-based pricing or fixed-based pricing. So basically the way that fixed-based or project-based pricing works is that you and your client agree on a set of deliverables or a scope of work and then you do it for a fixed price that is agreed upon. So usually what um, freelancers do is they go and look at the work, they estimate how long it will take and then they basically give a client a fixed rate that they then go with and then regardless of how much is added and removed, depending on how the contract is set up, you stick with that particular price. And so instead of it being, and so the difference between a fixed-based pricing or project-based pricing and value-based pricing is that instead of it being dependent on the time, it's actually dependent on the value that you deliver to your client. So a real simple example of that would be, say for example, a client owns a website and the website is not designed very well and they, for every 10 customers that visit their website, they convert one of those into a sale. And when your customer makes, uh, when your client makes that sale for their website, they make, say, $10,000 in revenue. Now, if they get in touch with you and say, hey, I need you to come fix my website, and you basically go over all, and you estimate that with the changes that you can implement to their business, you can get them to have, um, three in 10 conversions rather than one in 10 conversions, then you know that the changes that you make will basically give your client an additional $20,000 in revenue due to the improvements that you made. And so what a lot of freelancers do then is they price the services based on the value that they add to the business. And they usually charge a percentage of the incremental increase in value that they add. And what's beautiful about that pricing model is that it's very not dependent on time. If you can get the job done in an hour and deliver those results, then sweet. Then you don't punish yourself for being effective with your time or being really good with a certain type of tool. And also, uh, the benefit for your client is also they know exactly what they are in for prior to, um, you know, the they, they know exactly what they know exactly how much they're going to be paying and they know exactly what you're going to be working towards. So it's a hugely beneficial um, model for both parties involved. Um, there are, however, risks and um, the reason why I bring up these risks is because um, a lot of people have the tendency to just skip the, the hourly pricing. I was one of those people. I was just like, well, value-based pricing or fixed-based pricing sounds way better to me, so I'm just not going to charge hourly out. I'm just going to just do value-based pricing. And one of the big risks that you can face is that if you don't know how long something can take, you can very quickly find yourself in a situation where you're doing a lot more work than you expected to do. And that means that your hourly rate um, basically decreases with the amount of work that you do. Another thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration is sometimes clients feel the need to make a lot of changes. And if you start off with an hourly rate, then those changes are not so much of a problem because you're always being compensated for the um, time that you... Uh, for the you've been compensated for your time because you've been paid out on an hourly basis. However, with fixed-based or value-based pricing, that doesn't really happen. You still get paid the same amount to deliver the value, and if that um, in the contract doesn't include a whole bunch of 
that like a defined range of changes, then you can very quickly find yourself in a position where you would have been better off just charging an hourly rate. So I definitely think that long term the goal should be to move towards a value-based pricing model. Um, but if you are new to freelancing, start off with an hourly rate, start off at a minimum of $40 an hour, start increasing your rate until the point where you get so fast and so effective with your time that it makes more sense to switch over to a fixed-based or value-based model. Um, so that is pretty much that. Um, I'm, there's a video um, that I recorded with a fellow unicorn. Um, Alex Merton. It's Talking to Unicorns, I think episode 7, but it might be something else. And we go into a lot more depth when it comes to value, uh, when it comes to value-based pricing. So I definitely think if you're interested in learning a bit more about it, um, just um, check that video out. Other than that, I would really appreciate if you could, you know, leave a comment on this video or if you're in the community forum, just um, drop your thoughts on the matter. Maybe I missed something, maybe there's something different that's worked for you and just really get a conversation going. Other than that, I hope you have a great day. Goodbye.